everybody oh yeah what's up we vibing out here episode two of correct wing weekly what's up everybody 508 p.m eastern time took a second to get started but i'm here with you hello welcome to the program correct wing weekly broadcasting on the last american pubcast and of course let's be frank the channel replays go solely to Last American Pubcast, and they also get uploaded to my podcast platform, which is called Call Me Ignorant. Yay! Everybody say it in the chat right now. Your king commands it. What's good with you? Correct Wing Weekly. It's the second episode. There's a fly. Where's it at? I almost got it. Ah! I didn't get it. I can tell I didn't. I would have felt it squish in my hands. Correct Wing Weekly is a news show. It's an amazing show. Frankly, the best show. Only the second episode, frankly, the best show. Let's be frankly about the whole thing. Attacking the right from the right, trying to reform the right. The correct wing, if you will. Hope all is well. We got Pete Quinonez coming on in 50 minutes, 6 p.m. Eastern time. Pete is a former libertarian. He's been on my show a couple times. And we're going to be talking about institutional takeover. Got some current events to talk about. Not a lot of things happened in the news in the last week. We just have a lot of people saying stuff. Climate, you know, climate change is back in the news. I'm sure you guys, I hope you guys aren't falling for it. Hope all is well. I want you to remind you to definitely hit that like button, hit that share button. Try to get the name out there, especially on the last American pubcast. 
Um, you know, got Big Daddy Let's Be Frank, and then we have the smaller version of Let's Be Frank, which is called uh, Last American Pubcast. And I believe that show is 7 p.m. on Saturday, so do check that out. But my name is Steven Ingramus. Hope all, is, uh, hope all is well out there. You can follow me on Twitter at Iggy Normus. It's going across that beautiful little ticker at the bottom of the screen. Let's say a most hello, a, a, a giant hello to the people out there in the live chat, and we'll get things started. Got a little news roundup. Guest Pete Quinonia is coming on in 50 minutes. Talking Christian nationalism, right wing, things from a right wing perspective. Hello. Hello. Salutations. Katie Zed in the building. Life to the max. Linda Nelson. Hello. Timothy Plonk. Woofy Productions. Yay. Horatius. Red Dawn Radio. Marcus. Hi, everybody. Arvolt. What's good with you? Valerie says, hello from Ontario, Canada. We won't hold it against you. Dr. Insomnia. Little news roundup. Let me know if uh, the music's too quiet or too loud or whatever. I have it slightly loud over here. And we had a little bit of an echo last week with Frank. But I took care of it because I'm a professional. I'm a refre- I'm a pro- I'm a professional. <laughs> I'm drinking my water. You know, I'm a professional enjoying a refreshional. You know. So yeah, we Christians over here, of course. I made that more awkward than it. I mean, I I, I ended the music while I took a sip. Let's get into the news, everybody. So yeah, this is a little uh, this is a little uh, late at this point, but uh, we had some big Supreme Court uh, rulings over the past you know month or so. There was, of course, big news about Roe v. Wade, but it says uh, so. The SCOTUS ruled with the coach praying at the 50-yard line. And, of course, from the media, it says Sports Illustrated says that uh, coaches praying in public would erode democracy. I don't think democracy is right-wing, if you ask me. I'm not a big fan of democracy. I don't think a constitutional republic, a representative republic, is right-wing either. Just one man's opinion, but I'm the host of this show. I've said this on my show plenty of times, that this whole... It's so level A. It's so like floor level to be like, they say it's da- dangerous to, mar- to our democracy, but we're not in a democracy. It's pro- I'm not looking at the chat right now, but I'm sure there's someone saying it right now. We're not in a democracy. We're in a constitutional republic. You know, that's the type of democracy, man. Like many of the people that say that this is uh, dangerous to our democracy, they know we're not in a direct democracy. We're not in a de- direct democracy. We never have been in a, in a de- direct democracy. We're in a type of democracy. That's where I de- and I don't like it either. I I don't like our system of government. I don't think it's right wing. I don't think it's really that moral, to be honest. It's not definitely not the best way of doing things. It, even if it functioned like it did on paper, if it was like we we're just adhere to the the system, like what is what is self evident that the system outlined in the Constitution is a good one? I want a monarchy. Might be triggering some people, but I want a Christian dictator. Biden wants to arrest Trump. Just heard it out. Well, do you know that Biden like didn't blink his eyes once? Let's watch this one. Where's it at? Where is that? I'm just literally just clicking through everything I have. Where is it? Yeah, dude, another hot take. These are not the even the same guy. Like, they either, like, gave him a big old shot of something. Something happened. They're not. I'm a, whole, I'm a Biden truther, man. These are not the same guy. And neither of these have the, the jowls of the Obama. Oh, it's really, watch the jowls. I like that word. Even if you didn't have to watch the jowls, I would be a fan of saying that word. 
hear so you're surprised to hear someone say that democracy really doesn't exist or at least not for long no one really believes in it so look at this though i mean th this clip where he like didn't blink at all i have it in my stack somewhere i uh was really busy before this so i didn't uh prep as much um as i should and my uh my sunny personality will uh will get it done instead but i said you know biden like doesn't blink once dude let me look at this they got him hopped up on something all right so it says uh the the normal human being blinks their eyes 15 to 20 times a minute on the other hand there's joe biden let's watch the dc metro bal hey bal police other law enforcement agencies were attacked and assaulted before our very eyes speared sprayed stomped on brutalized the lives were lost and for three hours the defeated former president of the united states watched it all happen as he sat in the comfort of the private dining room next to the oval office yeah that's like While some he was doing that dude i'm just saying how do you not how are people not conspiracy theorists man First of all, it's fun. You know, second of all, come on, dude. That is some sort of cyborg, like Sonny from iRobot stuff. Law enforcement officers are subject to the medieval hell for three hours. There's no way Biden is the Antichrist. The Antichrist is supposed to be charismatic. There's no way in the world that Biden is the Antichrist. Medieval hell. It might be Elon Musk. Hell. The nose is different. The chin is different. The jowls are different. Everyone say jowls in the chat. 69 people here a lot of people here a lot of people here to hear me talk about jowls and how biden is not the antichrist looks like a deep fake or something there's this other one where he's speaking in front of some like oil yard it's totally a green screen not the same Three guy <laughs> someone says bowels oh that's one of my friends come on well i guess that's the right word for whatever right his eyes are smaller the jowls though vowels vajowls hard to make uh blinking look natural with face swaps yep yeah the bite crash i'm glad you guys are on this man but it's certainly the guy from the 90s and if you look at the Clar like clarence thomas era biden it's just a joke it's just a joke it's just a joke if it was a deep fake, he would sound smarter, or they know you know that, and they're making him sound just dumb enough. Ooh, you ever play that 4D chess, the late Arthur Morgan? Bacon Jaws. We can just hang out with the chat till Pete gets here, guys. You know, news is fake and gay. Hog Jowls and Pig's Feet. That's the name of the metal band I'm starting next month. That's the name of the metal country uh, band that I'm starting later. So bowels and jowls and vowels, you know. The British are claiming that Putin has been replaced with a lookalike. Might be given it, uh, given away that it happens like with Biden. Yeah, I don't know. They also say that Putin's sick. I don't know. Yeah, do you guys know how good I am at 4D chess? You don't even understand, bro. They know we know that they know we know that they know. We can just do a write a rap about owls. My, my bowels got jowls. I spit bowels to the owls. Who got the hype owl comes from behind me. 
Like who? Like I got like the owls come from behind me. Yo, this is a new show, guys. Uh, God, these words. I you know, sorry. I, I unironically, I am one of the best rappers in in politics. Just not right now. You think that's Biden? Just look at his jowls. Who got mad rhymes? Oh, okay. Stream's over, guys. Have a good one. I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. Okay. Love you so much. That, that was terrible. Terrible rapper. I'm actually gonna recuse myself for the rest of the program. Uh, I failed you. I love you. Have a good night. <laughs> yeah, I want Trump. I miss Trump. I want the, the what's it called? The, the limousine story to be true so badly. Well, you haven't heard my rap, uh, Valerie. You say rap is crap. But I present my my owl vowel jowl vowel rap exhibit A, and I'm sure you enjoyed that, right? What do you mean? But yeah, my what I'm saying is both those democracies are terrible. Like our democracy, as in the real like American democracy versus their democracy, both are terrible. Both are awful. What are we doing today? Name this art style. Wrong answers only. <laughs> what is this man modern art like just liberalism is such a disaster like what name this art style wrong answers only in the chat please white rappers are literally better like what is this i like blake masters you guys i you've been following like i like jd vance i like uh blake masters this new crop is good. That uh, soundbite from Matt Gates was very good as well. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, what is yeah, what is the name of this art style? <laughs> it's it it makes their enemies look so cool as well. Like, yeah, put me on this uh on this like black, on this like spiked fist. Beginner at Photoshop style, yep. Loza Alexander, he did one of the uh, one of the Let's Go Brandon songs, right? Unironically, I'm like the best rapper ever, guys. Unironically, don't make me play my my 2020 rap album right now, dude. That's what I'm saying, nerd white boy rap, pop brutalism. That's that's pretty good. That's pretty good right there. It's pretty good uh, art style. There's buffering. I don't know what to say. They're they're throttling us. Whenever I go to one of these events, like I covered January 6th, and I covered a couple other other ones. But they're they're throttling you. It's like they know. Antifa is FBI, FBI is Antifa. All caps, all caps. Art style, is it Frank Miller de depicted the 2020s? So people just don't like me in the chat. That's gonna, it's gonna be a long stream, right? It's not in forty minutes. It's, a, it's another guy. Peace out, jet black dreams. I'm gone. Who? Peace out. Can't stand the buffering. Okay. So yeah, I mean, people said they were 
I mean, I said that I was optimistic in a way, democratically optimistic about Eric Adams because j- the bar is so low for liberals. They just, he's like, I carry a gun. <laughs> he's like, I carry a gun, but also uh, abort, you can abort up until the day they're born. I'm like, oh, it's, it's one of the good ones. And by the good ones, I mean Democrats. Not the way you think that uh, it means. I heard about that. I looked that up right. Let's talk about this for a second. Let me look that. That's actually worth talking about. Um, I, I found out about this right before I went live. I'd never heard of any of these people, but this Brittany Griner, she's an activist. What did she do? This is why I'm not your deep dive guy. I was literally just sitting here right before the stream. Biden administration has offered to exchange Victor Bout, a convicted Russian arms tra- trafficker serving a 25-year-old excuse me, 25-year prison sentence in a potential deal for release of detained Americans Brittany Griner and Paul Whelan. What did they do? Didn't they actually commit crimes in Russia? Victor Bout is the Lord of War guy? The Nicolas Cage movie? Really? I liked him in that movie. We locked up Nicolas Cage... Yeah, that's right. Basketball player that brought dr- that that brought drugs in Russia. Dude, I took one look at her. I I judge a book by its color so much now. I looked I took one look at her. I was like, "Why we don't want her back, dude? We don't want it." No, I want the pic I don't want the picture. Oh. This is the worst stream ever. I can't believe there's 50 people here. Brittany Griner, she brought or bought. It's going to be behind the paywall. Substantial proposal. My goose. Yeah, I saw a couple quotes from her that she like hate that she's not a fan of America. Sorry. Brought drugs into Russia. Testifies in Russian court. What? Please, can we not have her back? Please, can we not have her back? Let's keep Nicolas Cage and they'll keep her. I want the arms dealer. I'm literally pro-Russia, dude. America should try to be like Russia. Welcome, everybody. Pete Quinonia is coming on in 35 minutes. Going through articles till then. It's good to see some people. Um, you know, they had Jack Del Rio of the Washington Commanders. You mean the Redskins? Talking, you know, saying that it was just a January 6th was just a dust up. I like that. And then Michigan coach Jim Harbaugh at pro life event saying, I believe in having the courage to let the unborn be born. Yeah. I love like so there's a quote from Jim Harbaugh. He looks exactly like his brother John and Jim. Come on. Stop being twins. Why don't you like why don't you like scuff your face up or something like that? Like add a birthmark or something like that. I can't tell you apart. I believe in having the courage to let the unborn be born, Harbaugh said. I love life. I believe in uh in having a loving care and respect for life and death. My faith and my science are what drive these beliefs in me. 
quoting from Jeremiah, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. I anointed you as a prophet in the nations. In God's plan, each unborn human truly has a future filled with potential, talent, dreams, and love. I love, I, I have living proof in my family, my children, and the many thousands that I've coached that the unborn are amazing gifts from God. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, I love Russia. I mean, I don't love it more than America. I'm just saying they should try. We, America should try to be like Russia. Someone made a uh, rendering of the 40-yard shot that took down the Indiana Mall shooter, and I am in awe. You haven't seen this stream. I mean, this stream's way more impressive. Yeah, we covered this last week, but not this month. So that is crazy. There's this troll account that's impersonating Eli Dickin, and it's so funny, dude. He, one of his tweets said, I've been charged with a second with second degree murder in the in the killing of a federal agent. <laughs> um, Photoshop rendering of what Eli Dickens point of view and distance to the shooter's location might have been. The red X is generalized location of where the shooter was. Fired. That's crazy, dude. I that is crazy, dude. 40 yards. I mean, I've only shot a handgun at that distance like a couple times. Mainly at people that don't like my live stream. That's a joke, by the way. That's a joke. It's a joke. Seriously. So they walk they walk the path while. Boom, 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 boom. Also, yes, we should be allies with Russia. So, yeah, back to this Eric Adams thing. Eric Adams says, flood of illegal aliens in the city is a real burden on public resources. Yeah, there's no bigger burden than immigrants like it's it's not even illegal dude say that because like, all they have to do is change the laws so everyone gets in like at this point illegal and legal are almost exactly the same you know what i mean like there's almost no difference at this point this is a real burden on New Yorkers as we're trying to New do Yorkers. the right. This is pretty easy guy to impersonate here. This is a real. Except in one way. I don't want to get Frank's channel taken. Out. I do have some black, uh, some like brownish black skin tone makeup over there given to me by a fan. Maybe I should like go behind the curtain and put on some black. Burden face. on New Yorkers as we're trying to do the right thing. Uh, we already, as I stated, we already have an overburdened shelter oh, system. Well, so now we're talking about, as you stated, food, clothing, food. School. school. This is going to impact our uh, our schools because we do not turn away individuals because they're undocumented. Uh, translation services. There's just a whole host of things that this is going to produce, and that's why we need we need help and getting this done, and we need the right coordination to make it happen got to send every single one of them back that without that it's not because if you don't send every illegal back then illegal is not illegal it's it's so simple 
Sora Shimpal. Overboidened. <laughs> right. Hello, everybody. Got some new people rolling in. That's fantastic. So, yeah, good. I mean, we you literally need, like, a Christian... Christians to take over every institution. War of institutions. That's what needs to happen. I mean, I haven't even addressed the title yet. Me and Pete are going to address that. But it's like, why... Do you think that Jesus Christ would not want his people in every institution? He would. Of course he would. And I'm tired of people pretending it's not. Like, why would... Like, Jesus Christ would want everyone to be Christian. If, forever, if everyone was a Christian, then every institution would be infiltrated, would be taken over by Christians and Christian values. It's so simple. It's so uh, simple. Trudeau's crazy haircut. You know, it's a little bit better. He just needs to, like, uh, own his lineage and call himself Castro. So where's one of these, some of these things? Yeah, every single, I mean, it's good to see that what, um, Marjorie Taylor Greene is an open Christian nationalist now, and uh, what's his name? Matt Gates is asking questions about it. Where's this at? Where's the, there we go. This one is a heck of a Is it safe to say that basically? I love this one. Stuff of your comments, you're suggesting that these women at these abortion rallies are ugly and overweight? Yes. Yes. What do you say to people who think that those comments are offensive? Only Rosie O'Donnell. Is it safe to say that based off of your comments, you're suggesting that these women at these abortion rallies are ugly and overweight? Yes. What do you say to people who think that those comments are offensive? Be offended. Mm -hmm. Be offended. I want to see the whole thing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Only Rosie O'Donnell. That's a great soundbite right there. Definitely going to ask Mr. Pete. Uh, who, I mean, I, I've had him on a couple times. I want to ask him who the politicians he likes are. He's a former, uh, pretty interesting guy. He's a former libertarian, former ANCAP, but I think he just, he just doesn't think libertarianism is going to work anymore. And he's right. He's right. We got in this mess because of libertarian thinking. Baban. Okay. Not Baban. No one's banned yet. We haven't had a person in the chat yet that's been causing a ruckus yet. Is it going to be PJ Williams? Is that going to be the guy I battle with? Yo! Be offended. Yes. Being off- like being offensive is not a sin. That's all that should matter to a Christian is whether it's a sin or not. Be offended. Only Rosie O'Donnell. Dude, literal, look at that. Fat, ugly horse. (laughs) Like, you know what I mean? Like, with, like, just the most heinous, ugly on every single level. Like, wants, wants to murder is definitely fat, is definitely ugly, is definitely promiscuous. I look different after I shave. Yeah, I know. Well, yeah, I know. Yeah, Frank got inside the shrinking machine. He spent less time in the sun, and he got a big shave, and now he looks like me. He is I, and I, I'm him. So, yeah, she is a Nazi, was uh, um, was trending. 
on on Twitter. Marjorie Taylor Greene, yeah, Blue Anon is their name for. I mean, you ever want to just see just cancer? Just go in the, the replies to a Marjorie Taylor Greene uh, tweet. We gotta enjoy it. We gotta gotta just learn to enjoy it, man. We got we have to learn to enjoy being hated by the worst in society. <laughs> Dan, you got a good memory. Start Fed posting about going to war with Mexico again, bro. That was a was like a year ago, right? Hmm. Phys- uh, liberalism literally changes people's physiognomy, rots from the inside out. I so agree with that. I just judge looks now, man. The more right wing I get, the better. The more handsome I get. Coincidence? I think not. Coincidence? These people, this dichotomy of like, who's the real racist? Who's the real fascist? Democrats are the real Nazis. Demo- Republicans are the real Nazis. It's like, I'm the real Nazis. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's a false dichotomy. <laughs> Of course I know him. He's me. <laughs> um, it says Christian nationalism movement will break uh, American democracy. Uh, New York Times guest essay. Look at these screaming. We have to watch an ad. Not going to do it. Dude. <laughs> Jay Cornegay. Are you kidding me, man? This is uh this is just an ad, but let's hear from our uh, guest correspondent Jay Cornegay. Christian nationalism is the way to go. That's what I am. I'm a Christian nationalist. I think it's the right way to be. I mean, if you're not about the nation, that's one thing. I mean, I'm going to ask uh, Pete about this uh about whether he's a Christian nationalist. I think he's more of like a Christian decentralist. He's a fan of decentralization. But I'm definitely a Christian nationalist. You know, it's funny in a lot of these articles, they say, you know, the the people that are like evangelical conservatives, they say, uh, no one calls themselves a Christian nationalist. Just just the thing the left says as a pejorative. It's like, I'm literally, I've been saying I'm a Christian nationalist for two plus years. It's nothing's wrong with it. It's good. Being a well, being a nationalist is not like they don't believe being a Christian is necessarily bad if it's soft progressive Christianity. And they don't think being a nationalist is necessarily bad. I'm talking about our enemies right now. But when you combine the two, they definitely see it as bad. I see it as good. I think that's what we should be. That's what we should be, dog. It's very good. What else would you be if you love America and you love Christ? That's why America first, Christ is king, is like those two chants are extremely based. Extremely based. That's what I think. She witnessed, so this guest essayist for the New York Times says she witnessed Christians using increasingly violent rhetoric and embracing uh, dominion theology. What? What does this mean? What is dominion theology? 
I know words. I use the best words. I know words, the best words. So good, bring it. Let them keep calling us Christian nationalists and let us keep owning the label. Keep doing it. Christian nationalism drove these people out of their churches. I can't wait to, let, to read this one. Christian Na Vice News, written by Jay Fornagay. <laughs> uh, no, just kidding. Drove these people out of their churches. Christians from around the country who spoke to Vice News said they've wish witnessed their congregations lose focus and slide into... That is laser focused if your church is talking christian nationalism that means they get it preach the gospel to all nations you know it's interesting obviously we're called to evangelize of course but it, in the great commission it doesn't even say to preach to every individual we're supposed to I'm, I'm not trying to don't get me wrong here but in the great commission it doesn't even say in that passage to preach to every individual it says preach to all nations. Very interesting. I was listening to a talk on that earlier today. I was like, oh, really? <laughs> curls, curls the proverbial uh, mustache corners. And like every one of these other articles, they, they just start with some story. Who wrote this? Tess Owen. Oh. These articles are so bad, man. I remember, I'm old enough to remember when woke was a, uh, was a compliment. The pastor at my church is really anti-Mason. And I said in small group, I was like, yo, pastors woke on the Mason question. They looked at me like I was crazy, dude. That would my, in my day, you know, maybe it's just because I'm black. Um, but in my day, uh, woke, I was like, yo, you're woke on that question? To every creature, huh? Whoa. Yo, thanks for the super chat. Appreciate it. It says, keep it up, boys. Thomas says, keep it up, boys. We need more men like yourselves. Can only sit and watch at 66. I don't know what that means at 60. Are you uh, talking to someone in the chat? I need to read it like one of those super chat ladies, though. Keep it up, boys. Keep, keep it up, boys. We need more men like yourselves at 66. Can only sit and watch. So, yeah, I mean, this is just... These articles are terrible. And they just, what, okay. Listen to this quote. This is not a cruise ship. This is not cruise ship Christianity right now. We are a battleship. We are literally called to be soldiers for Christ. I mean, it, like, well, I mean, I don't know if it says that necessarily in the Bible, 
But the amount of like military language, finally be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. For we do not rush, wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual uh, forces of evil in the heavenly planes. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you, that you may able to, be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand firm. I mean, if you look at the epistles, there's so much language like that, dude. Fight me, IRL. Dude, this Hunter Biden, everything is so crazy right now. We're just we're just inundated with It's not even crazy stories. It's just been crazy for so long that the the biggest like the stuff in the hot Hunter Biden laptop is so bad. <laughs> It's so bad, and no one even talks about it, man. You see this Zelensky? Um, <laughs> Zelensky in Vogue? Yeah, he's like a sex actor, dude. I don't mean like porn or whatever, but yeah, he's like a, a, a smutty. Have you seen Zelensky's sketch comedy? It's so, ugh. And he's just hanging with Ben Stiller. Dude, this is so fake. I think that photo's fake. You look at that. Are they just touching each other? That's fake, dude. Oh man, I wish I was I wish I could just be a fly on some of those walls. Some of the sketch comedies with Zelensky is so bad. Yet yeah, all feels off, dude. It's totally a Photoshop, right? Yeah. I agree with that. I want the, can't stop thinking about the, uh, what's it called story. I can't stop thinking about the, um, the limo story with Trump. I want that to be true so badly. So yeah, this is, uh, what's his name? Tucker just went a, uh, did his cool interview with David Schmidt. Where you find satisfaction. Nice little comb over. Nice, like, freshly showered comb, uh, comb over from Tucker. Daniel Schmidt says, I'm an 18-year-old college student. I just had the privilege to interview uh, Tucker Carlson for 40 minutes. We talked about how porn damages young men, why anti-white sentiment is so pervasive, why marrying early is the best, and much, much more. Yeah, I mean, Tucker straight up was like, if you play by identity politics, um, white people are going to make identity politics. See, it's like, yeah, dude. Of course. And it's like, but the next level is all politics is identity politics, man. Because if you say, hey, we're going to make politics that aren't identity politics, that's part of your identity. Like, it's a self, saying there's no identity politics is self-refuting. What people really mean is a certain segment of identity politics, like your gender, your sexual orientation, or your race. Or whatever but if you make it not about that that becomes part of your identity politics it makes no sense 
being anti-identity politics is an identity, is my point. Satisfaction is through achievement, and achievement comes through commitment and responsibility. So my advice to young people, particularly young men, is just dive face first into it. Like drop out of college. College is ridiculous unless you're moving towards some very specialized degree that you can yep. only get in college if you want to be a veterinarian or a physicist or something. It's a very funny first thing to, to name is veterinarian. But if you're in humanities, you know, I can give you a list of 100 books. You can find it on the Internet and you'll be better educated than you would be at whatever stupid college you go to. A. B. Get married. And, you know, choose wisely, but don't overthink it. You know, don't overthink it. People overthink it. Like if you're compatible with someone and, and you can smell that, you can make it work. And by the way, it's never easy because men and women fundamentally don't understand each other. That's the whole joy in it. That's why marriage makes you grow is because you don't really understand the other person. So you have to try every day to decipher what that person's saying. Have more children than you can afford. Take a job you're not qualified for. Base. Like, go balls out. You know, just go. That's such based advice. Balls out. I don't know. What is everyone waiting for? You know, have some adventure in your life. Do something crazy. I mean it. And and I don't. I, I've always, I mean, I don't have kids. I mean, I wish I had a bunch. But this thing where it's, they're like, you know, we can't afford it. I mean, you know, go to Bali. Okay. Skip Bali. Please. What an Instagram cliche that is. <laughs> like, I'm not saying not affording stuff. It, it, like, that is real sometimes. But, like, you're talking about bringing life into the world. You know, like, we're all going to die, man. Like, you know, just go for it. Yeah, I wish I had 20 kids. <laughs> well, maybe not that many. I mean, I'm 34. That would mean I'd have to start at one age. Like, you know you know 18 at the i mean i still I'd be, i would like that i wish i had a kid every year and a half you know year and a half or two since i was 18 i do wish that it's expensive to buy kids yeah and yeah it's like think about stuff for sure but um you should think about it but overthinking it when when people say overthink really they really mean is like justify not doing it with like your you try to play god you try to you know go for it expensive to buy kids what's up uh justin bell where's the other one yeah he was talking funny i think i mean it doesn't have he doesn't have his normal shtick going on right now you know he's got the the comb over he's got the bad camera angle This is why you're considered correctly a propagandist. Dude, everyone's a propagandist, man. Oh, to you. I'm, I'm interviewing you. So he's interviewing Ben Smith, or he's being interviewed by Ben, ben Smith. Does that sound racist to you? You've just suggested I'm a white supremacist. You know, that, I yeah, I, like, I, yeah, I found that clip disturbing. I think the, you know, the, 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 the language of replacement theory, clip, which you've popularized, the, the language of replacement theory is like specifically Dude, the language. Dude, it's so happening. Like, you know, the, the, that's one that is such a no-brainer because the, liber the left has been talking bragging about white replacement theory for decades dude and it's not the 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 conspiracy when they say it's a conspiracy they don't mean whether it's true or not i mean they say that but what they really mean is it's a conspiracy to think of it as bad that white people are being replaced it's it's they've been bragging about the browning of america for my whole lifetime i've i first 
heard about that when I was like eight years old, man. It's such a joke. Language man. used by, by neo-Nazis to recruit people is- to their cause. It has been obviously I'm not suggesting some straight line. Why is everyone have this lispy gay voice now? Line between words and actions, but it is the f- phrase I'm that has been used by mass shooters. I wonder if you don't have any so compunction or regret no about popularizing believes. that. This is why look you at, are look at Tucker streaming from his closet, by the way. Look at that. Like he's like in his closet with his neckties behind it. Like, look, dude, that feeling when Tucker Carlson's closet is more baller than my house. You're correctly a propagandist and not a journalist, because I just explained in detail with total sincerity what I believe you ignored it and invoked mass shooters. So that's not what you I just asked did. you how you felt about it. Let's I actually do want to ask well, you about something. I, 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 I'd, I'd like to ask and then they, they move on as soon as you get this. About, I'd like to ask <laughs> you about something that actually I think we probably this have is more common how ground ridiculous on. you are. And I think it's evident to any fair person watching. I'm I guess I'm trying to give you an opportunity to respond to things no, that have been not, said and right? written about you. But let's you're move to something that I'm really not looking to have a does this sound like racist ideology? And you're like, oh, I, I'm disturbed by the media matters clip for eight seconds. Like, the, um, are you being serious? Dude, this lispy gay soy voice just needs to go away now. Now. Like, I'm so sick of it. It's it's everywhere. It's every, I'm glad I have a low voice. That's not, that's nice. I was talking to a friend the other day, how I wish my voice, my singing voice was higher, but I don't have like a very low voice. Hi everybody. Welcome to, uh, when, when I, when I, uh, go that low, I do become like straight up black. Hey y'all, my darling, I can't get enough of your love, babe. I don't know why. I don't know why I can't get enough of your love, babe. But yeah, I mean, because I, I have a slight lisp, especially priests, priests, very hard word to say, but it's, it just happens so fast with this lispy gay dialect, dude. It's college, it's Reddit, and it's just up here. Everyone's a tenor now. I'm just trying to do this. I just can't stand it, man. I cannot stand it. Does it bother you guys this much? Or I guess no. Do you guys notice it as much as me? I mean, because I'm reviewing, you know, footage online, not most, like many hours of the day. And it's like every single host. And it's a lot of right wingers. It's a lot of pastors. It's people that are in public speaking. And it just needs to stop, King. You're You're too good for this soy, bro. It's not good, man. It may exa- they you think they over exaggerated, but it's right wingers too, and it's also the the range that it's in. Soy definitely gives you gives you estrogen for sure. Yeah, you've noticed. Yeah, it's not good. Who here cares about what Prince Harry has to say, dude? All of a sudden, they, dude, these these issues just come in waves, man. They do the guns thing, you know, they do the guns thing, then they do the the climate change thing, then they do the abortion thing. But the climate change thing is crazy, man. Come on. I can't believe that people are still into this.
you know, the people that, uh, you know, like tape themselves, glue themselves to the, uh, to the, the freeway. I don't want a fed post, right? Not on my channel, <laughs> not on Frank's channel. I should say, but wait, no, I am Frank, not on my other channel. This is my like 18th channel. This is my Spaniard channel, but dude, the freeway, you know, that was a sacred place in American society. Um, rolled back how about we don't care about what you have to say former pre former pr former prince harry wait he's not a prince anymore wait what do you mean former former prince harry did him getting married do something about that rolled back constitutional rights as part they have wait but except for the democracy part it they have rolled back constitutional rights and it has been a global assault He denounced the throne? Yeah, that's not good. As a monarchist, I don't agree with that. But yeah, dude, Harry is the biggest simp on the on the planet. What a simp. I'm a time of global uncertainty and division. The biggest simp is this guy. And it's all too easy to look around and feel anger or despair. I've been inspired to go back to Mandela's writings for insight into how this could be. Mandela was a straight-up terrorist. How he could experience so much darkness and always manage to find the light. There I found a few lines that stopped me in my tracks. In a letter from prison, he wrote, I feel my heart pumping hope steadily to every part of my body, warming my blood and pepping up my spirits. I am convinced that floods of personal disaster his marriage drown. his marriage caused abdication bro a determined revolu revolutionary to a freedom fighter hope is what a life belt is to a swimmer a guarantee that one will keep afloat and free from danger it moved me even more when i saw the date august 1st 1970 seven years into Mandela's imprisonment, not even one third of the way through. In those circumstances, how many of us would have lost hope and let our life belts slip away? How many of us would have been broken by a system designed to do exactly that? And let's be honest, how many of us are in danger of losing those life belts right now? How many of us feel battered helpless in the face of the seemingly endless stream of disasters and devastation. I understand. This has been a painful year in a painful decade. We're living through a pandemic that continues to ravage communities in every corner of the globe. Climate change wreaking havoc on our planet with the most vulnerable suffering most of all. The few weaponizing lies and disinformation at the expense of the many. And from the horrific war in Ukraine to the rolling back of constitutional rights here in the United States, we are witnessing a global- So these gay Brits just get to weigh in, huh? <laughs> oh, it's pretty crazy, man. So, so he abdicated the throne when he got married? Dude, this is the biggest simp, dude. Wow, this is the biggest simp on the planet. He's the biggest simp on the globe.
Awesome. All right, well, I think we got Pete in here. Uh, so this is where we got uh, Pete Quinones coming on right now. We're going to talk about uh, right-wing institutional takeover. We're going to talk a little bit about his show and stuff like that, see if we can get uh, Pete on here in the room. Hey, how's it going, man? Hey, what's going on, brother? Did you hear me? Yeah, great, man. Well, we got Pete Quinones on. Uh, you've been on my show a couple times. Uh, why you know, did we, you have, had... why'd you have the people whose asses we kicked 250 years ago? I mean, <laughs> yeah. well, he's weighing in on, like, he's like, you know, he says the, he calls out the rolling, what is it, the the rolling back of the constitutional rights in the United States as part of a global assault. assault. Like, why do they get to weigh in? It's, Look, we it's used just... to, didn't we, didn't we shoot them like 250 years ago? I mean, well, why are we letting them back in? I don't know, man. I guess it's just globalism, right? I mean, but I, did you know that he like gave up the throne? He's not even a prince anymore. Yeah, I know that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he had to give it up. Yeah, yeah. Wow, I guess that's, that's what happens uh, when you when you marry a black chick. And maybe is that what? <laughs> I don't know. You know, one, we, <laughs> no. we'll get into a few different topics or whatever. But like, dude, what do you think? We were just talking about how like there's this uh, I don't know how to say like upspeak where guys these days have this like lispy gay like all these interviewers. They have this way of speaking now where they every guy, even straight guys, like sound gay now. Like, have you noticed this? I'm, they're probably trying to imitate what women do you know how women you know especially like leftist women how they you know they'll they'll talk and at the end of every sentence they go up like this and yeah it just it's the worst and it's just you know hey hey we'll know that everything has gone to shit when guys are just like employing vocal fry with, with in every friggin you know when they're on being interviewed on tv so yeah it, it's uh, do you what do you think so do you think it's it's them do you think it's them intentionally trying to be like women or do you think it's i don't know it's it, like i want I, I imagine 150 years ago like every man no men sound sounded like that but you think they're doing it on purpose or is, do you think it's like something in the water like i don't oh, know no. into yeah no it's you when you go to um okay so like um it's really environment. It's the environment that you're in. I remember when I was a kid, there was like this, when I was 17, there was a classmate of mine who was obviously gay and, you know, hadn't accepted it yet. But when he did, I mean, he, and he talked just like us, I mean, just typical New Yorker and everything. Two years later, he accepts he's gay, goes out into the gay community, comes back. And now he's just flaming. I mean, the yeah. speech and everything. Yeah. It's, it's learned. It's environment. Um, I noticed that, like, I really like the comedian Tim Dillon. And mm -hmm. when you listen to his show, he speaks in a certain way. But when he went on Red Scare, he, like, totally dropped the whole manliness and everything. And he was, he, it's like, oh, now Tim Dillon sounds like he's gay. You know, wow. so it's like, also, it's when you getting around certain people, I assume it's just, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's what they call it code switching, right? You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Try People to code switching. Sound like oh, it's... black person. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, oh, well, well, well who, who of us, when we're in the hood, doesn't do that? So they don't. Not they don't one of us. Yet, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I found myself doing it around around the southern guy the other day. I mean, I'm in Tennessee, and I found myself doing a little bit of a draw. I was like, it's kind of. I don't know. I don't. Know, it's kind of shameful. I don't. Can't we just be ourselves? But yeah, definitely have code switched a few times while while in Detroit. <laughs> yeah, don't want to get your ass kicked. Yeah, <laughs> very, very true. Yeah. So, um, you know, since we're talking about like the gay thing, I mean, I don't know if you, you know, everyone knows about the monkeypox thing, but they're saying that that kids kids are getting monkeypox. Well, did uh, you see? Did you see what um what Lee Lee Enfield called is calling it? No. Dong COVID. Uh, <laughs> is that long COVID? Is donk COVID? 
Oh, that's so funny, man. That's yeah. I mean, they just declared it, you know, like a public health emergency. And there's this other virus that they're, uh, yeah. One thing I will say, I, last couple times I had you on, um, I delete my chant, my stuff off of YouTube, and this one's staying on YouTube. So we definitely have to like keep it within okay. YouTube parameters. Okay. I was reminded that by uh by Let's Be Frank as well. But I mean, yeah, we got monkeypox. It's clearly just like a gay thing, and. You know, uh, you think people are going to normal people, if that even exists, are going to fall for it and try to they're going to take you know countermeasures or like wear masks or whatever. I don't know. Like, do you think that no, people are gonna I, fall I think for it's it? going to be I think it, it's going to be a white pill in that you're going to get more and more people like making jokes about it, about how mm. it's a gay thing. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, it's yeah, not like good. AIDS where it's not like AIDS where, you know, like people were actually dying back then and everything like that. Yeah. No, these people are just, you know, they're doing what fags what gay people do <laughs> god damn it i'm sorry <laughs> doing what gay people do and um yeah they get they get the monkey pox <laughs> <laughs> delete delete now <laughs> that, that is hilarious man so yeah so um you know like i said you've been on my show a couple times i've gotten your your story and stuff like that but you know i was telling people about 15 minutes before you, you came on that you know you're you don't call yourself a libertarian anymore and so um, why don't you just walk uh, people through like your political journey and why? And I, I think when I had you on a couple months ago, you, you kind of just accept the, the right wing label. Um, walk people through your political journey and why you just call yourself a right winger and what, what that means to you. Yeah, I mean, I grew up in a, a Democrat household, but they really when Reagan got elected, they, they liked Reagan a lot. So switched over there. Um, I was really politically homeless until... 2007 saw the saw ron paul um debating rudy giuliani he made a lot of sense to me and so started studying libertarianism you know basically became an anarchist started a podcast in 2017 covid started and i knew exactly that what was going to happen i knew they were going to use it for you know, it was going to be worse than after 9 11 they were going to just institute the worst tyranny with it. And I just started, I, I started asking questions like, well, I mean, if libertarianism and freedom, classical liberalism, you know, the founding principles of this country, if they've led us to this, where people aren't even willing to just say, you know, just say no. I mean, it's a, let's borrow a Reagan, a Reagan era phrase, just say no to all this. Then I think that things are a lot the world is a lot different than than i think it is so i started studying what a lot of people call real politic where you look at the world and you leave your ideology at the door and you're just trying to figure out what the world is so i find out what the world is and i'm like i don't know any libertarian i don't know any libertarians that can um i don't know how libertarianism is going to fight this so um I just started bouncing and reading as much as I could. And then I just, I knew that the left was responsible for, you know, they loved COVID. They loved killing people in the streets in 2020. They loved stealing the election in 2020. They loved calling a bunch of tourists on January 6th insurrectionists. These are not my people, you know? And so I just went with, went further right. And, you know, now I'm, you know, I, if people want to talk about libertarianism, I will definitely call myself a Hoppian. I mean, I think Hans Hermann Hoppe is a probably, I think he has a good solution for what we're, what we're going through now, uh, especially at the local level. 
but you know for the most part like these people who are just like oh if we get people to read books and you know go to you know go to our conventions and everything it's, no it's not it's not going to work so um direct action i don't see how you know people want to talk about ideology and then they want to talk about how to put it into how to put um ideology and practice or you know ideology and strategy i don't know how to divorce the two although a lot of times when you look at strategy you're like in order to do what i need to do in order to win my this ideology here is holding me back so um maybe yeah. i don't know what's going on here um so you know at this point i'm just like the left has taken over everything they need to be destroyed um they need to be put they need to be put in zoos they need to be you know ghost stories need to be told about them and you know we need to basically take over from the ground up starting with your hometown wherever you yeah. live and um take over that and then form alliances all the way across and um and beat these people back to where they belong and to ridicule them soundly because mm. it's what they what it's the least of what they deserve right so in a way would you would you call is is the label reactionary might be a, a one that you because it seems like you not not that i'm opposed to this at all i'm i'm very anti-left but would you call yourself more right-wing or um more anti-left and if you are more right-wing what would be some like more po like not i mean positive like it like nice like but like you're talking about being opposed to something as opposed to being in support like supporting stuff which is you know a distinction that a lot of people make that like you have to stand for something rather than stand against something i don't really agree with that i think opposing the left is a fine worldview but would you call yourself like a, re a reactionary in that way well i don't see anything out there to uh politically to support mm. see that's the problem is you're if you look at the republican politicians and if you look at democratic po democrat politicians there's nothing there to support to me it's like support your neighbor you know support mm. the people in your the people in your hometown that you share values with um yeah I, i've basically taken a call on myself just a dissident because it's cool. where am i you know where do i belong except you know there's a bunch of people calling themselves been calling themselves dissident right and i've get together with them and i talk to them and just hung out with a bunch of them last week and there are the people that I have the most in common with. So yeah, yeah, I guess that's where I, I mean, labels are, everyone hates labels, but labels are important because it's, yeah. it's kind of gives you an idea where people are at. So right. Um, dissident is probably the closest thing right now. Yeah. And I guess built into the definition dissident is you're opposing something. You can't be a dissident without that thing you're, you're opposing and whether it be the regime. And, and I think that, you know, global lib liberalism and the liberal mentality is is that's the what the enemy is and it, it's weird how you know to if you think of the word liberal you're liberating from something and it's different from libertarian but it's like they want to free themselves from god in the first place yeah. and they want to free themselves from anything to do with order and their order is basically their own feelings and it's their own do as thou wilt mentality which is essentially satanism so is is freedom you know i don't mean necessarily the the freedom to do good but just is freedom in general uh is it a good thing um it depends who's yeah. who's claiming it you know mm -hmm. is it are they people who have righteous values who don't want to hurt anybody don't want to hurt anybody who 
doesn't deserve it or people who the whole thing about you know you become a libertarian when you just want to be left alone when you realize you just want to be left alone and then you become something else when you realize they're never going to leave you alone and um (laughs) i think that really the only way to make liberty work is with like-minded people and people who share your values and small groups of people you know hoppa talks about that a, a covenant community or a private city is going to have to be explicitly explicitly right wing and also um, Christian values. And I have a hard time arguing with that because when you look at even people in the people in like Republicans, you can see like, you know, Dave Rubin calls himself a Republican, you know, calls himself a classical liberal now. It's like, I mean, this is, this. it's gross. It's, it's gross. Then if that's what a classical liberal is, that's not what I want to be because classical liberal is still liberal. Uh, So I want to be around people who like want order, um, crave righteousness and you want to let your, let your neighbor live their life until they need help or if they, um, or you know, or in the unfortunate instance that they may deviate from the, you know, the accepted order that they need to be dealt with. So, yeah. yeah. So, you know, I, I, and, and I think we might've talked about this last time you came on, but I call myself a Christian, a Christian nationalist and you, you essentially are, I mean, I don't know what the, you want to start at the local as local as possible like you know your your neighbor your community and outwards from that i agree with that for sure i mean you got to live next to someone um but one of the reasons that i um am a am a nationalist is because i think that we're basically in a zero-sum game and eventually if we remain a country um they're gonna come in to eventually they're gonna mess with the localities they're gonna they you know, they mess with red states, they mess with small communities, they don't necessarily march people into into the hillside to mess with, you know, the localities, but they might and they they could if given enough, enough po- uh, power. Um, but, w- you know, your your ideology starts from the ground up again. Mine has to because you are we are people and I care about my neighbors more than the person up the street or whatever. Um, but do you think the nation is a viable like, you know, you know, you're an American. Do you you know, want to hold on to your American identity? Do you think that it's even from a real politique standpoint, do you even think that's relevant the the nation at this point? I mean, I, one thing you said there was like, how can they can mess with small towns? And I, I don't think that they can, first of all, mm-hmm. their resources are very limited. Um, if you have like the feds cannot, even the state police cannot go into a town and really accomplish anything without the help or, you know, local, the local a police sheriff turning a blind eye to it. So if you're electing people, if you're electing sheriffs who are like, okay, I'm a, I'm an Auburnite first, then I'm an Alabaman, and then I'm, you know, an American. Well, that's a, <laughs> let's, you know, you meet these people want to show up you meet them at the county line say we dug those ditches there already and you could either leave or you end up in them and we've deputized Mm. the whole town to come out here i mean that is the the, they do not they don't have the manpower and they don't have the money 
They, they can't yeah. even really print the money anymore to do it. I mean, the DEA is basically they have to pick their battles because they just can't go everywhere where, you know, I mean, you know, weed is still illegal nationally. So they could basically go anywhere where it's made legal and start trouble, but they can't even afford to do that. They don't have the forces to do it. They don't have the funds to do it. Um, I don't know that the, I mean, the principles of the United States, I mean, the, what they were founded on, a lot of it was classical liberalism. I don't know if I want to really hold on, really hold on to that. You know, I, I'm more along the lines of community and, you know, you don't, you know, know, Oren McIntyre said this on my, my show recently, he said, even like if you're in a covenant community, having a written covenant or a written constitution, well, first of all, it should be unspoken. If you if you share values, you don't even need that stuff written down. Second of all, as soon as you write it down, a lawyer can make it make it into anything. It can translate it into anything and make it you know believe it, make it mean anything. So we've already seen that. And um, yeah, I mean, I just. I don't know that the country the country can stay together as 50 states. It yeah. it seems to me that there's going to be a split. And you know, I, I would assume either Texas or Northern California is going to, you know, going to do that at some point, if not a blue state. Like so if Trump gets reelected in 2024. You may see a California try to secede or something like that. And I think it would be better if it was a, a blue state that did it first. But you know, I think it's Texas. I've been spending a lot of time in Texas and Texas really seems like its own. They, they have a, a very they have a feel of their own country. Like they're mm. Texas first. And I went to I went to one event and they started it by doing the Texas Pledge of Allegiance. And, you know, as much as I don't like, you know, civil bullshit like that, you know, it was nice to see that they weren't, you know, they, they were worried about where they live and not where, you know, their enemy lives. That's the whole thing about nationalism. If you're a nationalist, you're like, what are you fighting to stay in in a compact with your enemy? unless you think you yeah. can defeat them. And I don't even really think right. that, um, I don't even think that that's even, that even works. You know, it's like all these um, like white supremacists who are like, Oh, we, you know, I want to have my own, we want to have our own land or we want to have our own. Well, go there's yeah. towns you can move, just go move and like take over, found a town, do something. You could do it. Stop. Just don't advertise what you're doing. You know, yeah. be smart about it. Don't I mean, you don't have to act like fucking clowns. I mean, mm-hmm. you don't have to act like clowns all the time. You know, it's just I mean, that's the problem with them is they're. Yeah, I know. Like, they're, I've heard some like white nationalist, um, even Nat Sox, who recently who I've heard him speak and they make a lot of sense. And but the thing about about now, I think there's a crop coming up that aren't clowns. You know, like the whole it seemed like the whole Charlottesville thing was like a bunch of there was a bunch of clowns there. There was Larby, and, man. It was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I don't I, I do not agree that that it was like, uh, I don't know. I just looked and it's like, man, that looked fed. That looks fed infested. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I yeah. know I know people say it wasn't. And I, I have good friends who say it wasn't fed infested. But, you know, it just seemed like it was to me. Um, I just don't think that you go and you advertise. Just go and work. Go and do your work. 
Yeah. 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 People are loud, man. They, some of the, like the social media thing, it's some people are just loud about it. You know, so you mentioned, you know, that one of the, you think there might be a, a secession. Do you think that there's going to, I mean, usually when, if that happens, I mean, I guess usually like in your brain, you're like, there's going to be a secession, but it seems like there would have to be some sort of spark. I mean, so, and you were saying Trump being reelected might be, I mean, I think that would break that would break the culture. I mean, it would be, I, I'd be, it'd be glorious. I would, if Trump won, it would certainly break the internet. But from the, you know, the right wing side, if there were to be a right wing secession, what do you, th- would it be, you know, what do you think would be the spark? Like how, what, how would it actually happen other than the right people getting into power and voting? And, and if they were to do that, do you think that the federal government would try to stop them? Well, I mean, hasn't it already started? Hmm. I mean, there's such a term as soft secession, right? Um, states ignoring federal mandates and things like that. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. So, I mean, I just, I, I think it happens naturally. I think, it, I think the main thing that would do it would be like, say, in Texas's. So, Texas has their own gold reserves and stuff like that. Um, oh. I think it would be the dollar. Yeah, you get if you get away from the currency, then that's that's most of it right there. You know, that's if you can have your own economy. You know, what's the point if you can have your own army and your own economy? Justin Bell, Justin Bell, PA is saying a convention of states. That's the larpiest bullshit and won't get anything done. That's convention. That's boomer. That's that's (laughs) boomer. That's boomer shit. Just just take that. Take that and throw it away. It's just boomer stuff. Why don't you expound upon that? Why is that not? Why is that not realistic? Because it's, I mean, it doesn't really, it, what are you going to come together to rewrite the Constitution? I mean, it's not, it, they're just going to corrupt it again. You know, it's like what I said, you have, if if you have a town, having a written Constitution means that you, you have a written Constitution because you have a low trust society. The only way you have peace and order is you have a high trust society, people that trust each other. These things don't need to be said. You know, so, I mean, like convention of states is like straight out of what academic Asian calls the boomer truth regime that we've gotten since since World War Two, where everything's boomer that. truth. I've never heard yeah. that. I love oh, that. That's our, yeah. 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 It's just, uh, you know, it's like, oh, if we, um, you know, it's like believing, believing, oh, if we just get the right person elected, Trump, he's going to change everything. All right. Well, I mean, when has that ever happened in the past? You know, what did Ronald Reagan change? The fact that you can't get a machine gun anymore? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's very, it's, it's, it's definitely, um, you know, we were raised a certain way. I mean, I'm only 34, uh, but I, I'm a little more old school than, than, than some millennials. And, you know, it's, it's, it's tough. It's painful, man. It's the red pill is painful because you think it was a certain way. And I was never, you know, a hardcore ANCAP or whatever. I mean, in 2019, I was, I wanted to be an ANCAP. And I thought, like, what, what's the, you know, I wanted to be. Yeah, like, we talked. We, t- we didn't yeah. talk in 2019, but I think at the beginning of 2020. Yeah, talked. no, we talked in 2019. Yeah, we talked in like, July we, yeah, yeah. 2019. Yeah, and I was, yeah. I was basically an ANCAP, but i just become a Christian. I was, like, really trying to, like, figure out the whole thing. And, um, but we were raised a certain way, like America, like the constitution means something. The red pill's painful, man. I mean, and when you can, you know, you can, you can, I don't know, to, you can choke on too many red pills and you don't like, if your identity is in a certain thing, it's just really painful, right? Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's tough, man. I mean, for these no, older I mean, people, what I'm saying, for these like older people, like people that are like 60, 70, it's like it's all they ever knew. And then Trump oh, yeah, broke the world. Yeah, it's so. Do you well, think I mean, they but, can get it eventually? Like, well, well, the problem with that was all, you know, it's like you had these people who were like 60 in their 70s. Trump's going to get elected and change everything. I mean, that's not how it works, you know? So it's like that. then they hold on to the whole Q thing. I mean, the Q thing was one of the greatest psyops of all time because yeah. it got people to say, oh, I don't need to do anything. Someone's coming to save me. When the hell has that ever happened? There are still people. I was talking talking to a buddy of mine in a um in a private chat today, and he shared like me me on some on some show or something like that. And his and his like boomer grandmother was like um or his like boomer uncle was like, Oh yeah, that makes a lot of sense and everything. Did you see the latest, you know, thing from the Q community? And I'm like, it's 2022. I mean, I was, I was like hearing about Q drops in 2017. It's five years later. What's gotten better? Oh no! People are in so jail. Yeah. I mean, okay, you remember it was like they were. I remember the January of 2020, uh, of 2021 last year. They were saying that, um, you know, oh, by April, April 15th. Trump's going to be reinstated and every it was like and then it was October then it was November and now it's what come on I mean yeah, it's, 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 these yeah. no one's coming to save you you're going to have to do it yourself I'm sorry yeah. I'm sorry no one no one no what is anyone ever came and saved us <laughs> You know, I've talked to, I've ran into two people uh, in the last month that have tried to tell me that Trump is going to become uh, Speaker of the House in this November election. And uh, these are people in real life, not on the internet. It was one guy that worked at a, a gas station by me, and it's one guy that, or one lady that ran a Trump store in Georgia. And they both, within a couple of days, like he's going to be Speaker of the House. I just feel so bad because these are salt of the earth types. I like these yeah. people. You know, they're 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 family people. They're Christians. But I just feel so bad. I just like I hope I guess you know. But you know, th like you said, it was it was every three weeks for a year and a half, at, and it was anywhere from November eighth, twenty twenty, to a year later, more. And they, yeah, they was, still it, say trust the plan. Yeah, it was a um, it was an opiate for the masses. Oof. It was just to make them be like, someone's coming to save me. I don't need to do anything. I don't need to stay vigilant. Oh, oh, they're they're calling Trump a Russian asset. Q's coming to save us. What what, what the oh Ukraine? Ukraine gate? Oh, Q's coming to save us. Oh, COVID? Oh, Q's coming to fuck them more. Yeah, that's it's really it's really rough, man. So yeah, for the last couple minutes, I you know what I want to talk about, you know, I I don't think I've gotten your whole uh story on on Christianity. So like what was your religious background? Like how'd you because you know what type of christian are you now like how, how did your your faith story work throughout the last you know five six years or whatever well i mean i grew up catholic um i protestant around 1998 2001 um 2002 2003 left the church i didn't it just had so much i, I hated the politics of the church <laughs> it was just too much too much for me and um, then I just didn't go back to church. I mean, I have faith. It's just, I, I really hate organization. I'm still like an anarchist in that way. Um, I mean, it, I mean, 
Catholicism makes a lot of sense to me for certain reasons. Orthodoxy makes a lot of sense to me for certain reasons. Protestantism is, I mean, it's the foundation of this country. This country was, you know, founded by Protestants, but it was, it's just so, I mean, when you realize how many like registered denominations there are in this country and you realize that like, there really is no unity. You just get people arguing over minutia, you know, how many angels can dance on the head of a pin. Yeah. It's really, it, to me, like Protestantism is just individualism It's just for you as an individual and some people that you get together with locally or something like that, you know, at least like, you know, Catholics can say they have a family worldwide, you know, like they have a nation, they have a nation wow. worldwide and, you know, an, or, an Orthodox as well. Although Orthodox has some splits, you know, has yeah. some schisms because they were a schism. So the, yeah, I mean, me, it's just, I'm living, living my life, trying to f- stay away from evil and to fight evil as much as I can. Um, but you know, I just don't, the whole idea of, going to a building once, twice, three times a week and doing some kind of ceremony. To me, I'd, I'd just rather get together with the people and fellowship. You know, fellowship yeah. is to me when I was in church, fellowship was always more important. Right. You know, I'd, I'd rather, yeah. I'd rather do prayer group than I, than I do, you know, the service. Right. Yeah. Do you, uh, do you think that the Bible, um, you know, there's this there's this term hermeneutics. You know, the ability to, you know, in, you know. Yeah, I, spent, I, spent couple, I spent a couple of years in seminary. Yeah. I, I think, oh, uh, oh, yeah, uh, that's yeah. right. Okay. Do, yeah. do you think that the Bible has one interpretation or multiple? I mean, one object, one depends. true one. Is there a true one? I don't know. I, I mm. it's really hard to say. I mean, when you study. When you realize, when you start studying scholars and you start studying these, you realize these are really smart people. Um, Of course, everyone has an agenda. It's hard for somebody to come, come at it and divorce themselves from their beliefs, their feelings, everything. The, um, when I read the Bible, you know, like to me, and this is probably just my bias, I read it as a as like the the Scottish Puritans read it, like the Presbyt- the original Presbyterians, I think it's a, to me, it reads very Calvinist. It reads, ele- I see election, I see election and predestination from the first words of the last word. And, you know, that's just the way, the way I read it is, it seems to me like the, the closest it came to, to me is like, I, I'm not a fan of pedo-baptism, but I understand why people do it. So I went to a Reformed Baptist church, which was believed in predestination. God de- yep. predestines people, uh, but I did not believe in pedobaptism. I don't see pedobaptism in the Bible. And even though I went to a Presbyterian seminary and they are pedobaptists, when I asked them, okay, so show it to me, they would show me verses that talked about a covenant. And I'm like, that's not what, it's not what I'm talking about here. I'm, you know, you're, you're basically it, it seems to me that you're forming a sacrament from a bunch of different a, a bunch of different things you know it's to say that okay yeah and i've heard this too 
Well, circumcision just became baptism. Show me. Show me. Show me. You know, so... I don't know. Wow. That's one of the things. Yeah, that's one of the things. Yeah, we share know. a lot of share a lot of the same beliefs. Yeah, I mean, I when I read the Bible, I definitely. I mean, the the, the elect is all over the place, and you know, yeah. the, <laughs> it's like everywhere. Nine, it's I everywhere. Mean, it's, what's yeah. Abraham? He chose Abraham. He chose Noah. He chose. I mean, yeah. all these people he chose. The prophets. He chose the prophets. When when they wanted a king, he chose the king. Is, I mean, come on, come on. Yeah. And then the, the word elect is all is all throughout the freaking you know new testament then you read yeah. roman you read romans and it's just like all right well person who wrote this definitely believed in election so yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah it's it's very interesting i mean and uh i don't know i haven't i've asked a couple of my friends you know i was out at applebee's one time with a couple of my friends and i and one of them was, was two for one all Baptist. day every day yeah <laughs> and the other <laughs> the other didn't believe in baptizing uh infants and i asked them why from scripture and they're like dude we'll probably be here for 12 more hours if we if we even start this conversation so so i haven't really done a, a deep dive in, into that one um, but what's interesting is that I, I hear what you're saying about about the it just seems that like from an organizational organizational standpoint, like, you know, Catholicism, and Orthodoxy is just a little more based in terms of it. They have a nation, they have a, an identity. And sure. I do agree that in a way, Protestantism, it is just individualism. And, and to say you, you said it a couple of times about the scripture it's like it the way it reads to me it's like even saying the words to me implies yeah, yeah. that it's like oh it's like you're an individual and i i don't know what to do with that because you're just a person reading the scripture and doesn't mean you can learn the original language you can learn you can l learn greek and you can learn ancient hebrew and many people have but at the end of the day the the, the words are there and you know what do you what do you do with it because i there like i don't agree with the uh, catholic um view on salvation i think it's anti-biblical and but they are a better organization but the 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 bible doesn't call us to be part of a better organization the, you know the the bible says what, what it does and what do you do with that it's very it's very tough to navigate this stuff right i mean you just do the best you can do for you and your family it really i mean mm. you can research it all you want i've researched it all i mean i've read I read everything from the, you know, the Scottish and, and British Puritans to, you know, the German, the 20th century German, quote unquote, liberal scholars, Karl Barth, Ernst Casemann, those people. And, and they all have different opinions, you know, but I think that's why the, a lot of people go towards Catholicism or orthodoxy because they, you know, have 2000, you know, 1500, 2000 years of dogma which makes, and I'm not using dogma in a derogatory, uh, right. in a, as, as a derogatory term, that the people, that makes them look authorit authoritative. Yeah, you know, and then, you know, you search the, you know, the business um, listings in the United States and you see that there's like, well, as of like 2001, there was like 50,000 Protestant denominations registered. Well, that's, that's pretty crazy. splinterous. I mean, that is, that is a lot of splinters. You know, I mean, it's like, where is the, and then you have some, you know, like, like somebody told me that, um, if I didn't believe, if you don't believe in like the, um, the literal resurrection of the body, like that, the, your literal body will be resurrected one day that you can't fellowship with those people. And I'm like, 
what about the people who died like a thousand years ago and there's nothing left? Yeah, there's nothing. There's nothing left. They've been buried. There's it's it's not even dust anymore. They become part of the earth. Yeah, it's like, well, then I don't know that there is a literal, you know, they're expecting like literal flesh and blood to be lifted up into the air. Yeah. And I'm just like, I'm not sure that that's what that means. So yeah, I don't know. Well, if, yeah, I mean, I, if, if the thing that's weird is not fellowshipping with someone, because I mean, God is all powerful. So you know, I, he'd be he could if any could one could do it, he could. But it's about sure. whether the the Bible says it. And the idea of not fellowshipping with someone over so over that is is it's it's strange. And I got to think yeah. more about it. But it's like, yeah, we're on like what you said before, like you got to do what's best for you and your family, because, you know, we're living, breathing, thinking human beings that love the truth and what can you do other than you know pray and read the bible and ask good questions and talk to other people about, sure. you know yeah i i hope that if i hope that that's the right way to go right well put it put it this way i mean if your intent is to be to be righteous and you're wrong i mean i don't think you're you're not going to be judged for that yeah, it's the heart. You're yeah. just not going to be judged for that. You know, so wow. it's not, I mean, unless you're, I mean, if you're killing it, if you're, God told me to kill this person. No, you need a, you need a better reason to kill somebody. You know I mean? There's, <laughs> you, know, you don't, you don't really get to, to choose what is, you know, what righteous murder is, you know, it's mm. like, it really comes down to like self-defense or, um, I don't know, make it, make an example, but then, you know, sorry. Yeah, that's <laughs> cool, man. Yeah. I mean, I, it's, it's different when it's on someone else's channel. I definitely want to get you on my show eventually that so we can, uh, speak completely freely, but yeah, I mean, that was a, it was a great chat, man. Why don't you tell, let's tell people, uh, where to find you online, but also I want to hear like, who have you been having on your show lately? Like how sure. have your latest show has been going and tell people a little bit about your, your podcast. I'm doing a long series with a gentleman named thomas 777 he's a revisionist historian on world war ii um revising you know looking at revisionist history on world war ii um i just started today like right before we did uh well earlier today i did a, a not a stream but i recorded with um radical liberation who is um stephen stephen carson and he his check out his channel it's really good on youtube and we're starting to read through this book the populist illusion by nemo parvini mm, okay. and populist he goes illusion. by he goes by ac academic agent and it's just basically oh, it's academic it, agent okay yes yeah, academic agent yeah. wrote that book yeah and we you know he goes through it's basically about elite theory about how elites are always in charge and um yeah and basically that the idea that you're going to have a top, uh, like a bottom up revolution of the people is a joke. It's never happened. Not once. Even the Russian revolution in 1917 was financed by elites. Uh, the, the American revolution was financed by elites. And so Stephen and I started earlier today doing chapter. Uh, we did the introduction in chapter two. And then um, with Orrin McIntyre, I'm doing chapter three, talking to Nima to come on academic agents do chapter four and then i'm just going to go through that so done to try to do a lot of readings because you know people just don't read a lot anymore so if i read the book to them and comment on it you know they'll listen to it i did it with um ted kaczynski's manifesto last year wow. i also did it. i did it with um 
Vladimir Lenin's State and Revolution, because most people say they know what communism is. They have no idea what communism is. So let's read a communist and figure out what what he says it is, you know, especially the yeah. most, you know, the guy who like literally defeated his enemies. You know, so let's hear from him. And so that's what I've been doing lately. It's the Piquinones show. And I have a Substack. It's PeteSubstack.com. And most cool. of the time, awesome. most of the time on the Substack is just culture war stuff talking about the yeah. just how absolutely bizarre and inverted reality has become with these leftists. Yeah. Well, yeah, you're, you're a good guy to have around, man. I, you know, I really like your written work and I think you got really good takes and it's, it's good to talk about this stuff and we hadn't really gotten into the faith that much. So it was just good to talk to a Christian man. And thanks so much for coming sure. on. I'd love to talk to you again. Okay. Thanks brother. You take care. All right. Have a good one. All right. Yep. Take care, man. See you soon. Bye-bye. Yep. All right. Dang. That was, I love that guy, man. That guy is so on point. what you guys think? Let me share this audio. We share this audio dog. Pete Quinonia is everybody. <laughs> Sorry to put this up on the screen. I didn't mean to have it up there. Jesus was not a socialist, no matter how many times you accuse him of it. Jesus was Jesus, man. I'm so sick of that. I'm so sick of the socialist, capitalist, black, white Jesus thing. Pete is so great, man. Yeah, that's me in the chat. Let me put Pete's Substack in there, too. Yeah, I have a couple of Pete's books as well. Old, you know, he from like three years ago or something like that. Always has interesting takes, man. I really, yeah, he's really on point, man. Got to get him to church. <laughs> yeah, I hear, I, I hear what he's saying, man. I, you know, I, I'm not here to like... You know, usually when I'm interviewing and stuff like that, I try to not even get what give what you would call like pushback. I try to ask like one or two questions. If I disagree with something, I try to ask like one or two questions about it, and then we move on. But you know, I get what he's saying about the organizational church, man. It's bleak out there, man. It's rough out there for the organizational church, but we're called to do it, you know. So. Yeah, that's a good that's a good fella right there, man. You can tell he loves the truth. And I just think that I think that if you're a libertarian and you don't become like just anti-left eventually, it's you're you're like useless. If you don't become more anti-left than you than you are libertarian, I just think you're useless in the in the long run, politically useless. You know, liber freedom, if you're completely moral, freedom's a good thing. Not completely. No one's completely moral. But if you're a moral population, a moral, one, uh, a population that strives for morality, if you strive for morality, man, then libertarianism is fine. Are you saying we're not streaming on both channels? Oh, that's fine. Got to be respectful. Not sure about 50,000 denominations. If I'm on both channels, it's all good. I If it's just me talking in there. Yeah, it's all good, man. Yeah, it is what it is. But I But we're still on both channels, right? Yeah, okay, we're good. All right, um... But what I'm saying is like freedom, freedom's just another word for no, no. Um, 
Free is a weird one, man. It's about right and wrong. And if you don't just become anti-left, if you if you're more if you identify more with libertarianism than anti-left, then then you're useless, man. And that's what happens when you have these like shows like based politics with with you know Brad Homo Colombo and uh, whatever her name is Hannah Cox. It's like you're just useless. These people at Reason, these people at Cato, these establishment libertarians, they're just useless, man. So I like Pete, man. He's anti-left and he's a dissident. That was good to hear him say that because, like, last time I talked to him, he said he was right-wing. You know, and, you know, I think that right-wing, it's like you stand for order. To be right-wing, to be correct-wing, you stand for order. Okay? And... And who stands against order more? Like, Satan himself opposes order. That is the ultimate uh, subverter of order and morals is Satan. So it's like, you know, it's like, dare I say, I know I just like, I I don't want to blaspheme and I don't want to really, I don't want to be this level of hypocrite. But like Jesus, by my definition, Jesus was right wing in that he was about order. He was order himself. So I, I, I actually think that correct wingism, right wingism is order, it's, it's pro-moral order. So when I say right wing, I don't mean like Dan Crenshaw. I don't mean like Tucker Carlson. I mean, Tucker Carlson is, is right wing in that he's pro order. He's pro hierarchy. But it's, that's, when I say correct wing, I do mean Christian. I mean, I think there's one true God that there's one true, um, there's one true way, there's one true king, and it's Christ. And in that way, Jesus was right wing. It does. I don't mean George Bush is a right winger. Nine. I mean there's a right way and there's a wrong way. And left wing, left wingism is wrong, dude. Jesus started a religion. It's it mentions religion in the Bible. That's not really true. Um, it says Christianity is the true religion in in the Bible. I looked it up the other day. It says it in First Peter, I believe. So make sure you follow Pete. I'm gonna put his uh, um, information in the chat again. Hopefully, he gets a little bump from this. Follow on Twitter. Yeah, this is Pete Quinones. Uh, his link tree he's on twitter as well he's one of the many fallen soldiers that have uh <laughs> that have gotten you know nuked from twitter over the years i'm not sure if this is what you're saying i did wrong but i'm feel so bad for the QAnon people dude it's just oh man when these people told me that they think trump is going to be speaker of the house and i didn't even I didn't even put up a mumbling word fight. I was just like, I was like, yeah, I hope. I I hope, you know, like, do I hope though, man? It's so hard to navigate this stuff. I mean, I do think it's, but the reason I like Trump, a lot, one of the reasons I like Trump so much is because he's, he, the left hates him, but he's got his issues. He's a guy. You saying bruh about what I just said? Yeah, I don't know what to say. There's only one. I'm putting it in the chat. 
and it's showing up on both on my screen. So if people aren't getting it, then people aren't getting it. But pizza stuff is also below in the, the show description in both uh, on both channels. This will be uploaded uh, only to Last American Pubcast, though. We're pretty good. Uh... Yeah, you didn't know about that. <laughs> you didn't know about that might be wrong. They, the Q people think that uh, that Trump's about to be Speaker of the House. This lady at the Trump store in Georgia, me and Pete just talked about it on air. Um, lady at the Trump store, a dude at the gas station by me. They're like, dude, this guy said that they already like executed James Comey. <laughs> They're like, notice you don't hear from James Coney Comey anymore. I'm like, dude, I don't know, man. Ah, <laughs> I don't know, man. Come on, man. <laughs> I'm like, dude. I mean, how many times? I'm not gonna lie. I was on the. I was okay. I never followed Q, but I followed the election, right? And I did listen to some of the wrong people around the like November to November 2020 to March 2021 uh, time frame. And there was some people that like even post. Uh, I talked about it on my show, like post Jan post inauguration. It was supposed to be like March 15th. Then it became like May 20th. Then it became like August 20th. And after the March one, I was like, nah, I was like, I'm done. I was like, I'm done. Yeah, of course. I wish it was true. Yeah. Yeah. I wish crew Q is true at the time. Yeah. And some of their, if you go to some of their websites, like storms, stormcloudsgathering.com or whatever. I mean, it's always like storm, the storm, which is interesting because that like that neo, like a lot of like neo-Nazis or whatever word are like, they're about like Stormfront and the Daily Stormer. I mean, I don't even know what to call those types of people, but. Oh, it's so, it's pain, in pain, in pain, in pain. <laughs> it gives me pain. Oh, <laughs> uh, you know that that scene from Roger Rabbit where he's like hitting himself on the head with no pain, no pain. It's like it's like everyone becomes like a self. What's the word? Uh, no. What's the word for a person that loves pain? <laughs> but I don't love it. Day of the pillow. We've, you know, we, so on my show, we have a pool going on to see how long Biden's going to remain in office. Day of the pillow is not going to happen. When's CPAC? February. I can't wait to cover it again. I got to do more events. Is JFK Jr. going to be president or secretary of state? Yeah. Masochist. Sadist is what I was thinking about. But no, the masochist is, uh, um, like it's like a no it's they're like the both no a masochist is you enjoy self-pain sadist is one that enjoys uh inflicting pain on a masochist is what i'm talking about yeah <laughs> if you run a live stream like me you got to be a little bit into the into the pain you got to be into it <laughs> stop it grimy stop it gay pox was uh trending by the way Couple funny moments with Pete early on. Not going to mention it. Don't want to draw too much attention to it. Oh man, 
I love live streaming, man. I got to get out there and do more more IRL events. What's an, what's another one I should cover? Let's see. We're in July right now. I could do a Trump rally. I, I'm doing CPAC in February. I might try to get to D.C. in 20. Uh, well, no, I, I don't care about the midterms. Certainly in 2024, I'll get out to D.C. Um, what are some other IRL events I can do? Yeah, that was an oof. Yeah, Jedi knows what I'm talking about. Oh, man, yeah. But I literally, I, I literally would, my life would be in danger if I went to D.C. Right now. <laughs> the pain is the only reason you know you're alive. Yeah, that's what I keep saying. Yeah, but no one believes me. What's another, uh, yeah, CPAC. There's really not much. I mean, there's rallies and there's CPAC, but what I need to do is go to one. Like, the, the ones that get the most publicity are ones that are organic. Like, when I went to the George Floyd ones in uh, 2020, that was organic. Um, and it was like, hey, it's on now, let's go. And I'm not really that close, not that it matters. I'm not that close to places where it might pop off. I guess you can't predict that, right? But it's like on the left, what it is, is it's the it's when there's a race thing. On the right, it's when it's like a rally or some sort of protest or something like that. Um, the statues and memorials debate, not debate, but like that's kind of a, a dead issue now at this point. But I got to do more of that. 24, 2024 DC though, unironically. Unironically, DC 2024 for, for uh, the election. I'm, I'm about to be there for sure. Yeah, I need to close up some business first, if you know what I mean. <laughs> and I look so tired, dude. Oh, I love you guys. Episode two of Correct Wing Weekly. Wednesdays at five. Yeah, we'll be back next week trying to look for a good guest. If you guys uh, follow me on Twitter, uh, you'll, you can DM me or suggest people you want to get on the show. I'm trying to punch above my weight class. So, um, you know, people that are, uh, people that are correct wing have something to say in the, the right wing sphere. Uh, you give me a follow, send me a DM or, or tag me with someone. I'm trying to get Alex Stein on here. I, I can call that. And I mean, he, he's, he's been on my show a few times, uh, but I want to, I might, might try to get a round table next week. That might be cool. Get some other uh, right-wingers on here. Anyway, uh, big shout-out to Pete Quinones for, for coming on this week. That was really fun. Uh, Frank, Frank Tank, let's be frank. Thank you, as always, to give it, uh, for giving me a platform. I do appreciate it. I love you, bud. This will be uploaded as a podcast to Call Me Ignorant on podcast platforms. But more, more importantly, it will stay on Last American Pubcast. That's where we're trying to build things up. So you guys have a fantastic week. I will see you next Wednesday at 5 p.m. Eastern time. Come up with a cool uh, cool show premise or something like that. Y'all know what it is. Peace. Love you, folks. Have a good one. See you when I see you. Have a great week.